0: I'm strong and get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. But they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care either. Well, either way. Lava and mountains.
2: that give you America itself.
1: This is Ed McMahon, and now he is Armstrong and Getty.
3: <laughs> Live from Studio C. in your A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the bowels, I tell you, of the Armstrong and Getty Show. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. People screaming about immigrant children. Yeah. It's the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, I'm sorry, not the bowels of our show. I don't know what that would be. (laughs) Um, Impacted. Yes. (laughs)
1: Impactful.
3: Not impacted.
2: Oh,
1: I misspoke.
3: Yes. You know that stuff
2: you take before a colonoscopy that cleans you out? We, I, I do We drink definitely. that down every single day to keep our bowels shiny clean here at the Armstrong and Getty Show. Beverage of some sort? Exactly. Hmm. I remember when Marshall was swigging it down back oh, in the God day. Yes. My sweet wife has done it. I'm supposed to have. I'll yeah. get around to it soon. I, I'm not planning on doing it. What, what about that prescription one you can get? It's uh, non-going up you if you're at low risk. I'm at low risk. I think no family history. My bowels are exemplary. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: It's good to hear, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. sighs>
3: I've held tours of my lower intestine, they're very well received. So when you drive by somebody in a really expensive, particularly expensive, impractical car, do you peer in to see who's driving it? Yes. I, I always do. Always. Like a guy in a Mercedes SL500 AMG. That's like a $150,000 two-door, Ooh, two-seat we. car. Exactly. Wow. You know, I'm always wondering who's driving that. Because mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have enough money to have uh, afford that car, and then you gotta have obviously other cars because you can't can't do anything in a two seat car, no sure, back seat, no trunk, no nothing. That's nutter. a toy. Yeah, it's a toy. Yeah, exactly. Usually, Asian businessman in my experience. Really? Yeah. Today, huh. uh, a black <coughs> guy businessman, older black guy, very well dressed. Really? Yeah. Congratulations, sir. Almost never a white guy. That I see. That's I mean, funny. It's all I mean, white guys out there in it. my hood
2: driving those things. But uh, well, it just goes to show you something. <laughs>
1: Does it? <laughs> it yeah, shows really. you
2: in America, an Asian man, a black man, a white man can, can achieve the American dream
1: mm-hmm.
2: and buy a wildly impractical,
3: insanely expensive automobile. Right. It's a great country. Come on. Yeah. It's one thing to have an insanely expensive, practical automobile. Then it's the next leap have the, you know, a Corvette, which your wife isn't going to want to go to dinner in or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take your kids to school in it or anything like that.
2: Now, remember, if we can get a Hispanic guy driving an SL500 AMG, mm. we'll have a bingo. So keep <laughs> your eyes open. <laughs> awesome.
3: Uh, let's introduce- certainly a woman. Let's introduce everyone in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing some, uh, so I guess, summer cleaning uh, in here. I, it, when I walked in this morning, it smelled like spaghetti in here, and the keyboards were sticky. And Seriously? Yeah. yeah.
2: Is that that person you mentioned, Hanson, was he in there? And he, and he messed the place up. Yeah,
3: pretty good. There's a guy in there eating spaghetti. As far as yes, yeah,
2: and it's a well-known human being, a well-known spaghetti eater. Yeah, apparently. Oh, not to me! I'm sorry! <laughs> what are you going to do? Sometimes the sauce will fly off!
1: <laughs> Picture a guy with a white chef's hat on. Exactly.
0: <laughs> big mustache. mustache. Exactly. Yeah, he's got
2: a big checkered napkin uh, yeah, on his shirt. Here. Tied around his neck.
0: I like to
3: eat
1: a pasta at
3: work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got to talk about whether we're going to reveal the uh,
3: identity of that person.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. I think we should. Why I think not? we
3: absolutely should. What's the downside of you doing that? Uh there is positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: Uh doing very well and uh, I am I am uh because I, I am not emotionally attached to things, I feel like I am in a unique space in this current uh political uh news culture of our time and I I'm not here to place value judgments on it, only commenting on watching everybody do backflips trying to decide what a cage is and is not yesterday. It oh, really? was nah. freaking hilarious. I didn't follow that. The kids in the cage? Yeah. Is it
3: this was, a cage? Or is it not?
1: It was, is it a cage or is it an enclosed recreation area? <laughs> yeah, right. Or is it No, is this a cage? No, they just built walls with chain link fences. That's not a cage. Exactly. Well, what? We,
3: we got into this discussion <laughs> when my kids yeah. were just getting old enough to crawl out of the crib. And, uh, and and I was discussing on why is there not a top on the crib? I mean, you the only reason you don't have a top on the crib is because they can't go out over the top. So you, in effect, have a top on it. Sure. But if you put a top on it, then it's a cage. Then you have your children in cages, and, <laughs> and, and CPS then comes. And they're taken away from and you. CPS right. comes. But before they're old enough to pull themselves out, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so right.
3: cage or not caged, it is a question. There's no need for a roof until they right. get to that point. Sure. So, it, so it's a thing, that discussion. If you put a lid on your crib, the state would take your children away. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's the same thing as well, a crib.
2: And what about the temperature down there where those kids are kept in cages? That's what I'm concerned about. So I suggest you watch the documentary Caged Heat. It was made in the 1970s. <laughs> it's a classic of its genre.
3: Yeah. So, uh, are the kids in cages? Are the kids being treated nice? Uh, uh, where are the girls? There are a bunch of questions that came out of yesterday, and the audio tape. We'll talk about that later. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you,
0: Marshall? I'm doing great. It is official. I was indeed part of a winning U.S. Open Financial Investment Team. Our winnings were worthy. So, gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, once again, I am bringing home the bacon. Yes. The The breakfast burritos and the bananas, if you (laughs) will. Wow. Wow. All of the above. Is this your biggest pot ever? Yes. Your biggest
3: pot ever? Well, congratulations. As a gambler, that's a thing. That that's a notable day, right? An investor.
1: Sure, an investor. I'm <laughs> ordering the lobster breakfast burrito today. <laughs> yes. And in, <laughs> there you,
3: go. you invest in, uh, in in likelihoods. That's yes. what you do. Well, yeah, that's indeed. what all investing sure. is. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Stock
0: market. I think Tesla
3: will go up is the same as I think that guy will win the tournament, isn't it? Sports exactly. futures. That's exactly. what it yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah, that's what i you know, that talking be <laughs> illegal. Yes, I thought this was America. I guess I was wrong. (laughs) I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, June 19th, the year 2018. Setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
2: All right, here we go. Officially, according to FCC, rules and regulations breaking out of the cage of ignorance. Into the free land of something or other. I lost heart. I just... I'm so tired of the whole thing.
0: Let's begin the show with Mark. We are going to have the Air Force, and we are going to have the Space Force.
3: And that's going to be a co-equal branch in the military? Yeah, Whatever to that I, means. Are we going to have... So is it going to be Marines, Navy, Air Force, yes. Army, and Space Force? Yes. Space Force. And the Coast Guard. And Coast yes. Guard. Of
1: course.
2: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Guarding the Coast. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's necessary. You got uh, China and a couple other uh, countries starting to ooch around in space, thinking uh, they're going to act, act the tough guy.
3: Space is ours. That's right. belongs to us. That's right. Space
2: is blue and white and red. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
0: More on that coming up. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump doubling down on immigration policy. We're going to get into that. The Inspector General telling Congress Comey did damage the FBI's reputation, and Disney issues an incredible. Health alert! Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong, great,
3: great job of getting the uh, the name out there, Disney. Good PR. Um, uh, how does Mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. It's it's mystifying at times, uh, but a uh, lot of anger in the air, Jack. A lot of anger. Yeah, I thought yesterday was a uh, a great example of the three kinds of lies: lies, damn lies, and statistics, according to Mark Twain. With everybody's got their own statistics they're working off of sure partial truths abound on the whole immigration thing so we'll try to get into that stay tuned to the armstrong and getty show
0: armstrong and getty
2: the conscience of the nation
3: So as soon as I saw it yesterday, that's why you got to follow us on the Twitter. Um, the audio tape of the little girl crying. Where's my mom? Where's my aunt? Or Whatever that is. And um, Marshall's going to have it in his news at the bottom of the hour. If you didn't hear it, and you may not have because it was like so many news stories. I watched a couple of Fox News shows. Didn't come up at all. <laughs> I the watched... Crying little girl specifically. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it at all. Um, it just wasn't on there, so it would have not exist if I didn't watch some MSNBC shows where it was the feature of the show, the lead, and uh, Lawrence O'Donnell on his show last night actually played the audio t- tape and cried on the air. So it was such a big deal it brought hosts to tears on MSNBC. Oh, wow. wasn't played at all on Fox, and I'm thinking somewhere in between there is maybe the sweet spot. Because oh, yeah. it's, it's clearly a national story. Right. I think it's got to make it onto your newscast. But,
2: But, ah, kid crying. I went to the CVS yesterday. The segment brought to you by Walgreens. I went to the (laughs) CVS yesterday (laughs) to pick up some allergy medicine, and there was a little baby crying like crazy. The CVS.
3: Nobody was there taking footage of it. Poor kid was miserable. Well, my, my, my point when I tweeted and I said this is going to be a big deal is there have been a number of stories over the years that are burbling around at some level and then when there's audio or video it just launches it into another dimension for some reason sure you can read about a kid crying but then when there's a video of the kid crying or the wife being punched or whatever it just becomes a completely different thing that is so true absolutely mailbag again marshall has that in his news uh in a few minutes if you don't know what we're talking about marshall marshall in the news funny that should come up Jesus writes, Yesterday,
2: Marshall kept referring to the Mexico-Germany game. Call is Univision. The World Cup is broadcasted through Telemundo in the U.S. Also, the guy screaming goal is from Argentina, not Mexico. Get your facts straight, Marshall. Boy, you talk about... We can hear the Argentinian accent there.
1: scored a goal. Ain't nobody got time
3: for this. Has Trump put the OTM announcer in a cage? (laughs) It's not a cage. It's a chain-link living room. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, the stakes are very low on this uh, this, uh, story. If I was Marshall, I'd get it as close as I can, but that's good enough.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's some standard. I aspire to more, speaking for myself. It's soccer. Now, the gentle the beautiful Japanese art of the haiku all right it's uh, from Elise who employs the time-honored five syllables seven syllables five syllable structure Mm -hmm. the limitation that vaults the haiku into unlimited beauty
3: if you will it's a Father's Day haiku for me Joe Getty be like if you said with painting you're only allowed to use two colors and straight lines that would be wonderful for it would unleash the true creativity of the artist. Mm.
2: Here's your Father's Day haiku for me. Alone Father's Day Playfully Baxter fetches Joe enjoys the gin. <laughs> that was lovely. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it was actually I went with wine, but Faggity since day one even from the Oregon coast never coming back to California. Well, that's a little hurtful. Uh, the Oregon coast is drop dead gorgeous, though. If you were well, living, the uh, whole West Coast is really.
3: If you were living somewhere else, and then you, Bob, I will bet a lot of people don't do this if they're moving to California. You, uh, you, you, you know, you start shopping around for houses, and you think, well, okay, that's a that's a hit. You don't. Uh, how, how how many people get with a tax person and think, what are my taxes going to be like when I live in that state? Well, you better oh, now. You better now. Yeah, it's going to be a different lifestyle. I'm telling you, the sports
2: teams uh, even before. The, the recent federal law change, sports teams would have guys saying, uh, Listen, I got a great offer from y'all, say the Lakers or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever, Padres, you name the team. Uh, and I got a great o- offer from Minnesota. And, you know, I'm going to make 15% more there. And now with the new tax law, it's more than that. Sure.
3: Because as, you as know, much as you're paying, local
2: me? taxes aren't deductible.
3: Well, old that, cheating Phil Mickelson, remember, he got in trouble for saying that mm. about how he was paying more than half in taxes in California and he was hating it. All right, on to the uh, the uh, correspondence of substance. I'm going to run through these pretty quickly.
2: You can get a picture of our world. Here's frequent correspondent John. Dumb. You still don't get Trump. You will never get Trump. There's nothing else to listen to while I wait for Maha Rushi. So he's a Rush uh, Limbaugh oh. fan. Have you guys ever looked at what you say on Monday about Trump, and on Tuesday makes you look like a step below dumb and dumber, and you say nothing? q needs to get a clue. I think he's... A Talking about you. I would assume. And your bald pate.
3: Hey, Charlie Brown. Hey, Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Clean.
2: Q-Ball needs to get a clue and not sound so much like a whiny little girl.
3: Yeah, I wish, John. You and me both.
2: Here's a different John. He wrote three emails back-to-back-to-back. I've chosen two of them. Wow, that's fired up. Trey Gowdy can't listen to Rhino Traders. One listener saying bye-bye. And then... His real bye name. Bye. His real name is not Trey Gowdy. It is dumb, lying, anti-American, antichrist Rhino. Wow. So wait a minute. What are we? Are the anti? Were the rhinos and Trey Gowdy? Trey Gowdy's the antichrist. But in the first email, Trey Gowdy can't listen to Rhino traders. But wait a second. I think that's just a lack of punctuation. But are these- I think he's trying to indicate in a somewhat caveman esque manner that us playing Trey Gowdy and
3: Saying he's a straight shooter somehow a sin. Well, what they think of us is, I don't think about, but the Trey Gowdy thing, so that's a Trump supporter angry at Trey Gowdy who, yes. who almost entirely backed Trump on his talk show on Sunday, which uh, is he why he was the biggest backer by far of Trump over yeah, the weekend. Yeah, Yeah, which was why it stood out, because yeah. Trey Gowdy's not always. Yeah. But he, uh, he was over the weekend.
2: When
1: I told you a uh, mailbag was mystifying,
3: yeah. yeah, that's what I was uh,
2: referring to.
1: You guys are, they called you guys rhinos there, we're Republican in name only. I'm actually a hippo, human in principle only.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's see, here are a couple of uh, more back-to-backers.
1: Here's I'm sorry, I'll turn off my mic.
2: Frequent correspondent Dave, you hippo. Uh, illegal alien crying children, let them cry while they receive better, faster, free health care services than war veterans wait years for. Dave.
3: Um, well, we got to play the religious quotes from Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton. No, all, of a, all of a sudden, of the sudden, Bible's the Bible. God, Jesus just... wants to punch Nancy
2: Pelosi in the face, and he's not really into that sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, Dave Dave signs off B-E-O-M-F-T-C-O-P. Uh, be easy on Marshall's failure to crank out push-ups. Uh, and then, okay, so he's g- crying uh, children uh, getting better right. free health care services than veterans. Then we get this. Uh, it is from, um, uh, well, she signs a left leaning, logical, and morally intact fag after, for nearly 20 years. Friend of Armstrong and Getty. Thank you for that. Dear Jack and Joe, the last time I turned off your radio show was in 2003 when you were calling people stupid and idiots for not wanting the U.S. to invade Iraq. I think that probably oversimplifies, you know, our point of view at the time, but today sta- I'd say today I switch stations again because I was disgusted by your lack of knowledge and empathy regarding children being taken from their parents at the border seeking asylum in the. US is legal and being in this country illegally isn't even a crime it's a civil violation much like speeding may you never understand the desperation of needing to go through hell to find a safe place for your children and then she references your children being snatched away I'll tune back in when our country is no longer attack under attack from the inside. All yeah, right. right. Well, that's a little breathless, but...
3: You know, uh, Tucker Carlson's <laughs> making the point on his show last night, you want to see sad children who have been uh, taken away from their parents or their parents gave them up? Uh, how about we talk about the foster care system in the country sure. and how the media and the politicians pay no attention to that issue. Nope. And and millions, millions of American children. that's U.S. citizen children who uh, who who are, who are crying. Correct. And, and in awful situations, worse than those holdings uh, uh, centers... And nobody cares about that at all. Let's talk about the millions of U.S. children who are crying they're being
2: raised by their grandparents because their parents are useless, unemployable junkies supported by the state. We could talk about that. Jack's wish that analog clocks would go away.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I have clocks, and I wear a watch, but it's for nostalgic reasons. No, so just you're tell so time, wrong. you completely it would, wrong. It would make more sense to have a... I should have an Apple watch. It makes more sense as a watch. It's a more advanced way to tell time. You know, I'm going to tune out.
2: This is just like Iraq. This is just like when you're touting the war in Iraq. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to get to that. Well, but, we got uh, three and
3: a half more hours.
2: What? Yeah, I know. It's in the contract. Frequent correspondent Lothar points out that... Um, Analog, analog clocks represent the measurement of events over distance, which is what our conception of time actually is. Fascinating philosophy. Yeah. Though that might be. We have no time to discuss. True,
3: but I think at the time it was just the best thing they could come up with. I don't think they avoided digital on purpose. You know about the time zones? <laughs> <laughs> Marshall's news and that crying kid audio. If you haven't heard it, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. I'm not looking forward to your news, Marshall. All right. Because I know it features the audio tape that got so much attention yesterday on some media and no attention on the other media, which is its own problem. Plus the story, man who thought he was wearing a stab-proof vest. Dot, dot, dot. Right. You
2: don't really need to say to tell the yeah. rest of the story, do you? Demonstration What do you mean th- he thought he was wearing a stab-proof vest? The demonstration went wrong. How? How? We'll find out. Although you've already guessed, so there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get thought the news now. thought you said this vest was stab-proof. I think oh. you'll notice how much I'm bleeding. That's rough.
3: Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Veloz.
0: Yeah, so you uh, mentioned, Jack, we've got more fuel being added to the immigration fire this morning. <laughs> The nonprofit news organization ProPublica releasing wrenching audio of children crying out for their parents at a border facility. I don't know. You know what? Honest to God, that sounded like when uh,
2: a phony cry. That sounded like a kid trying to cry. You thought that was fake? Yeah. That, you're the
3: first person well, no, to ever say that. not
2: Fake. <laughs> it's when a kid. It's in their interest to cry, so they cry. Well,
3: sure, that's a well-known
1: tactic. I've raised
2: three children. I'm telling you, I recognize it right Are you away.
3: Sure. Joe, 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 is the first person to claim that this kid is pretending to cry.
1: Okay,
3: all right. eh, yeah, there's a little effort there. I'm not
2: saying kids aren't frightened, and it's not bad, and not unpleasant, and right. that we shouldn't seek to find a different policy. My, my heart is not rent. Again, I was at the CVS yesterday. Kid was crying like it was on fire. It was just an unhappy baby.
3: Well, and uh, we had a bunch of daycare worker people uh, point out yesterday that every day the scene at daycares is uh, kids being taken away from their parents crying right. because they don't understand why mommy's leaving them. Right. Which is rough. But um, Why is mommy leaving them? They go to work. Ah. Well, uh, because uh, she
2: doesn't love them.
3: There you go. That's why. There you go.
2: ProPublica says... Take it, take it easy. Take it easy. I've re- left my kids with babysitters <laughs> plenty of times. Everybody take it easy. Pro, I'm just going to offend everybody here.
0: ProPublica <laughs> says the recording documents 10 Central American children who were separated from their parents last week. The lawyer who provided the audio says it's child abuse.
3: So, um, uh, yeah... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching MSNBC. One of the hosts yesterday played that and then actually cried on the air. He's a, um, a, an
2: idiot and a, a crazy person and a fake. Lawrence O'Donnell, seriously, if he told me it was raining and there was water falling out of the sky upon me,
3: I'd want a second source. So,
0: Stop the hammering! <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's Lawrence O'Donnell there. So um, uh, I also heard a report on NPR yesterday. A guy who's a um, uh, one of your correspondents who goes all around the world He said this, he said the scene at these detention camps with the children is as, uh, he said the people in these camps are in as much distress as I've seen at any refugee camp anywhere in the world. He said it's some of the worst scenes I've ever seen as I've traveled the globe.
2: That uh, that is an indefensible statement. Which
3: I thought that is an unbelievably over the top thing to say for a guy that's you know travels to Syria and Africa and all these different places where there's a brutal lack of clean water, where there's a shortage of food and medical care, where yes.
2: there's sewage, all the women running. are raped, there's rampant rape, there's human waste. That's a god. How can uh, tell you what people are willing to say anything? Apparently, I mean, that's an absurd statement.
0: Meanwhile, President Trump is continuing to defend his administration's policy of separating children from their parents when they try to cross the border illegally, despite rising outrage The President yesterday. The United States will not be a migrant camp, and it will not be a refugee-holding facility. It won't be. You look at what's happening in Europe, you look at what's happening in other places, we can't allow that to happen to the United
3: States. Not on my watch. So you know, I, how does that statement uh-huh. poll? I'm pretty interested in that and we'll really Indeed. we'll really find out in a couple of years how that statement yeah. polls. But I think it's over 50% approval for that statement. I would agree. Yeah. I uh, think that's a winning much,
2: statement. Much more heavily Republican than Democrat, but yeah, I think as a whole it'll be over 50, which brings me to a broader theme that I want to talk about a little bit later on. I think our, meaning America's, and to some extent the Armstrong and Getty shows, attention is based uh, unjustifiably heavily on Europe, on, you know, to some extent Asia. I think we have a very mid 20th century feeling about where our attention ought to be focused, and with all due respect to the really, really interesting refugee crisis in Europe, and what it can tell us about uh, what's going on with us, the Americas is an enormous story. Nicaragua is on the verge of revolution. There will be a huge refugee crisis coming out of Nicaragua, and that is right down, you know, it's just a couple of notches south of Mexico. Venezuela is crumbling you know, there's, there's a resurgence in the, uh, the cocaine production in Colombia. There's a hell of a lot of stuff in the Americas that is going to cause millions and millions and millions of people to head to El Norte. And I think we ought to be aware of it. With all due respect to Germany's struggles with the the violence.
0: Socialism failing to work as it always does. That's right. This time in Venezuela. Thanks, Ben. You talk about giving everybody
3: something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat. Right. And who do you think is the richest
0: person in Venezuela? I hope you're going to tell me. The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Son of a bitch. Anyway, 0 and 2. (laughs) Oh, God.
3: (laughs) Hello. Hello. By the way, speaking of polling, just throw this in, we'll get further into the poll, but two-thirds of Americans say separating children from their parents at the border is unacceptable. Two-thirds. So we'll break that down. Break it down! Coming up. Oh, yeah. the numbers behind the numbers will shock you. And then the numbers under those? Oh, <laughs> well, I haven't seen those yet. You can't handle them.
0: Former CIA director Michael Hayden's comparing the Trump administration separating children from their parents to the behavior of Nazis. Yes, good criticism. idea. That's uh, that's,
2: super, that's I'm uh, more than willing to engage with that argument. You've you've made me want to come to the table and reach an agreement. A uh, criticism <laughs> of echoed... Nazis, you say? Tell me more about these Nazis. A uh,
0: criticism <laughs> echoed by California. California Senator Diane Feinstein yesterday. Oh, Diane! The United States of Germany, United States of America. It isn't Nazi Germany. All right. And there's a difference. And we don't take children from their parents until now.
2: That's factually incorrect. You're too shameless to have. Uh, a sense of how unfair that is, and too
3: old to have pulled off the line, Diane. Well, she was. <laughs> she lived through Nazi Germany, so she understands. Yeah, that's you know. a good point. Nazi um, Germany. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she so point. she could have dated Hitler. Actually, I would like to rise above this to thirty thousand feet and just look f- at this. Finally, in yes. a nonpartisan way. Finally, where we are currently with our conversation now, maybe the thinking is the president goes so far, you got to match him, you know, to to get to to bust through. You have to say things so over the top now? Because yes. a few years back, U.S. senators saying this is like Nazi Germany would have been, holy crap!
2: Right. Oh, <laughs> but, it, it would have been astounding. It would have stopped America as we all discussed oh, right, it. Right, right. Yeah.
3: But now it's just kind of, oh, yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> That's true, really.
2: I mean, my God, it's unbelievable. From Lawrence O'Donnell to... To Nancy Pelosi quoting the Bible. I'm surprised the Bible she held in her hand didn't burst into flames. Really? To Diane throwing around Nazi blasts. I mean, what the (laughs) hell is this? What is this time we're living through? Where's the hammer? Uh, (laughs) Attorney General Jeff Sessions answering that. the hammer?
0: Session says the Justice Department policy of separating families and detaining children isn't like what the Nazis did.
1: Well, this is a real exaggeration. Of course, in
3: Nazi Germany, they were keeping the Jews from leaving the country. Are we really having this discussion? Did
2: you just engage on the Nazi (laughs) argument, Jeff? As the attorney, did did you actually just dignify the Nazi argument?
3: We were talking about uh, this before the show started. Kate McKinnon on Saturday Night Live has ruined Jeff Sessions. You can't look at him. Without, I say improved. Without, Go you ahead. You can't look at him without thinking of the little elfin person. That, that bizarre little uh, golem esque
1: creature she portrays. And
3: then Jeff Sessions' weird speaking style where he pauses at odd places. It's, it's just it's weird. The whole thing is weird. All right. Yeah, and don't engage on the Nazi issue. You gotta Wait a say, minute. You, We're uh, not like the. Nazis? You gotta say, I'm not gonna dignify that. Don't you? If somebody says, are we like Nazi Germany? You know,
1: do you actually engage that? <laughs> you no! Should, you should have a better rhetorical response. To no, no, no. They were trying to keep people from leaving. Yeah. That seems yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, having
2: engaged, you'd think you'd come up with a yeah. non-15-foot-high pile of crap
0: counter-argument.
2: God!
0: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong at Getty Show. The conscience yeah. of the nation. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the
3: nation needs a conscience, Squawky. You're right. That That's a weak thing to have to argue about, and then he, he went at it very poorly. The systematic genocide
2: of millions, as opposed to separating kids from their parents who snuck into the country for a couple of weeks. That's a rough comparison. How about you back it up before I start launching into my... Stupid, stupid argument. Hey!
3: Jeff. And Michael plays the music from Hogan's Heroes, which know. was a sitcom about Nazi war camps. I, th- that must be mistaken. How
2: could there be a situation comedy about Nazi prisoner camps? That's <laughs> it's an absurd
3: notion. Hilarious! Okay, we've got to get into the latest poll on this. It's not popular. That's my fear, is that... Trump's good ideas on immigration are going to get swallowed up by this very unpopular thing. Right, right, right. Well, listen, again, from 30,000 feet, it seems utterly clear to me the only way
2: for humankind, for America, to get through this time is through the Armstrong and Getty Show. Awesome. So have all of your friends tune in. (laughs) To the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the Of the of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: An Ohio man was recently arrested after attacking his roommate with a rolling pin. And I find it amazing that two male roommates actually owned a rolling pin. Yeah, no kidding.
3: I'm, uh, I, I lived with a lot of guys in various situations through college and afterwards. And, uh, none of us ever had a rolling bin. Weren't rolling out a lot of dough. <laughs> Not making a lot of cookies, were you? Baking. They got them at the store. <laughs> That's what my girlfriend's for. Uh, so. Hey, now. Listen,
2: we're, uh, we're going to get back to the immigration fracas. How? I can't wait. The how we got here is very simple and easy to understand. The left in particular has, has tried to, uh, well, no, both sides. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that wasn't even accurate. Both sides have done their very, very best to confuse you on the issue. But it's very easy to understand. We'll get to that right after the 7 o'clock news, and we'll talk to David Drucker of the Washington Examiner about the uh, the politics of the thing. Two quick pieces of bonus mailbag. Number one, uh, somebody, and it's there's no name, there's no note or anything, and I'm sorry uh, that's the case because... I would like to thank them personally. Somebody has sent us a couple of T-shirts. Um, it is a, a picture of a sailing ship being tossed on the ocean and an immense, immense white whale in the foreground. And uh, on the whale are the words, "Oh, Don't be a dick. I don't know what
3: I think about that. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's, it's high literature. It's very funny. It is clever. And it's got an obscenity in it. I do not. Sport shirts with
2: obscenities. Yeah, I don't either. Nor bumper stickers. Uh, no, that's, it's very that,
3: funny. That always weirds me out. People who have obscene bumper stickers or overly sexual bumper stickers. What, yes. what is your life? Here's the deal. Everybody could do that.
2: <laughs> it's not that we're not sexy or bold enough. We just think it makes us look stupid, so we don't. Moving along. <clears throat> I found this very interesting. Frequent correspondent Lothar talking about analog clocks. Lothar? Yeah, that's, that's, that's his, his uh, moniker he gotcha. uses anyway. I got gotcha. you. Uh, they represent, analog clocks represent the measurement of events over distance, which is what our conception of time actually is. The move to digital clocks has erased the knowledge that the clock is not the authority of the time of day, but are stating where the sun is directly over the earth at the moment. The clock is a representation of the minutes and seconds drawn as longitudinal lines on a map as used by the Royal Navy circa 1700 for navigation when their timepiece, which was set at noon Greenwich time, showed 5 p.m. when the sun was directly over the ship. It meant they were five hours west of Greenwich on the map, etc., etc. Every time the second hand ticked forward, it meant the sun had moved that distance across the map. And then he, he, he has a link to the... A website, he points out, now that the Boy Scouts are about to diminish as a youth organization, the proper use of the compass and timepiece will be forgotten, but you can use an analog watch as a compass. Cool. If you're ever lost in the wilderness or adrift at sea with no way to tell which direction you're traveling...
3: That's fantastic, uh, but cetera. nobody's nobody's ever going to do that. Uh, so we, What? Uh, I, that doesn't really help the argument of why you should still have clocks with hands on them, other than we just like it for nostalgia purposes. In case you're
2: lost in the wilderness. <laughs> at sea alone. Or at sea <laughs> alone.
3: Obviously. Anyway, Thank
2: you for that. I'm going to read this and figure out how to use that. That's the sort of thing that I just... Uh, you ever at sea? I'm in the wilderness. Okay. <laughs> there were two choices, not just the one. Let's see. Hold the watch horizontally. I can do that. Lay the watch flat and face up in your palm, so it's parallel with the ground. Point the hour hand in the direction of the sun. Turn the watch, your hand, or your entire body so that the hour hand you're pointing directly at the sun. Uh, zib- 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 the sun zib- is
1: above me, so if I do that, the watch falls on the
2: ground. You're mm. holding onto it, idiot. Oh. <laughs> Object with That take too long to explain. You could carry a compass. Why don't you Google it? <laughs> yeah. Has my phone died in this scenario? Yeah, exactly. I, y- there's
3: no signal
2: in the wilderness. You would know that if you'd ever been
3: there. Can't I just walk into the Arby's and
2: ask him <laughs> which way is my car? You know what? I hope the vultures peck at your bones. <laughs> That's what I hope. So tell us quickly about the stab-proof vest that went wrong. Oh, my goodness, Jack. It's uh, it's so disappointing when you think you have a stab-proof vest and you go to, to demonstrate it. Uh, he uh, he, he, he uh, said, watch this. You can stab,
3: stab yourself. It'll stop. And he stabbed himself right in his own chest. God killed himself with a knife. Yeah. yeah. While in the rushed, kitchen, he rushed to the hospital. While and, in the kitchen, on the video, he took a hold of a knife to demonstrate it was stab-proof and 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 stabbed himself to death. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is rough. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. 22 years old, and you know, p- p- Darwin probably plays a role here. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. Oh, now, uh, Darwin. Darwin is not perfect. Darwin plays the odds. Sure. There might have been 50 people who'd be willing to stab themselves in the chest to demonstrate a West is knife-proof. And, you know, maybe five of them actually did it, and only one of them died. Did that weaken the herd or strengthen the herd? I'm thinking thinking, the herd feels
3: pretty good. I'm thinking from an intelligence standpoint, how many people would do that? But I know intelligent people that smoke. I know intelligent people who ride motorcycles really fast. I know intelligent people that do lots of things. Sure. Rock climb. Right. Can't it's... put the vest on, like, a melon first to try or it out? Or a mannequin. Or... Smart rock climber falls to his death. Is that strengthening a herd? Probably not. Or maybe it is. Well, maybe, maybe you weed out stro- smart people. I who... prefer rock climbers who don't fall. <laughs> wow. Nice. We're going to talk to David Drucker of the Washington Examiner a little bit about Separating families from kids And all that sort of stuff And we'll hit you with the latest poll that's out It's not a popular move uh, At least overall Reminds me of the Nazis Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show